Happy weekend, everybody. Welcome into the latest installment of After the Press here on ClintonHero.com. I'm Assistant Sports Editor Zach James, alongside Sports Editor John Grammels, who will join me in mere moments after we take a look at the prep basketball scoreboard from Friday night. Starting off with the girls' side, Prince of Peace reached double digits for the first time in nearly a month, but they still lost to Calum and Sweetland, 52-14. Clinton losing to Davenport Assumption, 68 Eastern Valley defeated Cedar Valley Christian 70-50. Marquette Catholic over Midland 57-31. Monticello defeated Northeast 46-31. And in overtime, Central DeWitt defeated Dyersville Beckman Catholic 36-34. On the boys' side, the Clinton River Kings just couldn't get anything started on Friday night. One for their first 16 and four turnovers in the first 17 possessions in a 63-39 loss to Davenport Assumption. Fulton Lots to Orion, 59-53. Prince of Peace over Callum and Sweetland, 67-53. Two different players reached the 1,000-point career mark. Prince of Peace's Seth Molu and Cal Wheat's Brett Kelting. Comanche over Bellevue, 73-53. Dylan Huntley with 26 points. Easton Valley over Cedar Valley Christian, 69-37. Northeast topped Monticello, 51-37. On the Illinois side, Erie over Morrison, 55-45. And Prophetstown getting a 2.1 over St. Bede, 47-45. John, as we bring you in here, a really interesting uh, game in Clinton with Kelting and Moly getting the 1,000 career, getting the 1,000 career mark on Friday night, and a big win for Prince of Peace too on Friday night. And, and that's probably the more important part, and I'm sure Seth would say that too. And that, he did. Uh, that uh, and that's a big win for him. They uh, swept the season series with Cal Wheat, uh, puts him in a nice position in the conference race, and you know Prince of Peace is having a nice season, and and you know Moeller's had such a nice career. You know, it's a nice, uh, nice little cherry on top for him, and uh, you know, a nice, and it's it's a nice setting when both guys do it in the same night. I know they were uh, they posed together for a photo after the game. Nice, nice sportsmanship there too, and everything. And it sounds like the fans uh, knew when those kinds of accomplishments came, and so that's nice as well. Not a nice night for the River Kings, as you alluded to in your uh, story. It seems like they were shooting with mittens on on a cold Friday night. They uh, this is a you know one of the first games maybe the first game all year that they have just not been competitive in they fell behind eleven to nothing to Assumption uh, they were you know they I think they got within eight points maybe they got at eleven to three and then uh, Assumption answered right back with a three pointer from that and I don't think it was uh, back into single digits the rest of the night lead did get up over twenty. It, at, at one point later on and you know th- the mark of this Clinton team this year has been even in losses that they've been right in games there's just been one little lull a lot of times well that lull came right it was off a big the, lull that, and that lull came right off the bat tonight and and you know it's it's bad enough if you have an 8-0 run by the opponent midway through the game, but when it's 11-0 at the start, that's just awfully tough to come back from, and tonight they didn't. But as Chris Powers, the coach, said, the nice thing is they have a game tomorrow, Saturday game, and so they get this one and get a taste of this one out of their mouths right away. And they'll be facing Makokata coming up on that Saturday mid-afternoon. Another big basketball tournament going on on Saturday afternoon. It's the 10th annual Manny Shootout, Prince of Pete's 
also be a part of that too. Back to back at 11:30 and 1 p.m. The girls will play Sterling. The boys will play Milledgeville. What other games on the schedule stand out to you? Well, one thing it's just they're almost all local games. There are only a couple games that don't have area teams. Uh, I don't know how how great some of these games will be, but you have a, a both local matchup with West Carroll and Easton Valley playing the 5:30 game. I know Dan Beck always likes to go to that shoot out up there and see what's going on. Prophetstown's quietly having a nice year. They'll go up against a, a good Forreston team at 4 o'clock. Unity boys and girls both play. The Unity uh, girls play West Carroll. Um, and, you know, both of those teams have struggled at times this year, so that should be actually be a nice matchup. Uh, and then the Unity boys play Depew. Uh, you got uh, then... Prince of Peace boys and girls are playing. And then later on, like I said, Prophetstown at 4. West Carroll Easton Valley at 5.30. Rockford Christian and Bettendorf close out the thing at 7. So, you know, it's an interesting day. And, that you know, the West Carroll always runs a nice yeah. tournament up there, too. And the Fulton-Eric Otten shootout will be in a couple weekends, and I'm looking forward to that, too. And they announced the pairings in that one, too, and it's a Fulton-Clinton matchup this year. Round out the night. So that'll be interesting, too, to, you know, getting the the two local teams playing each other. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun tournament as well as as the Manning shootout. Uh, Moving uh, to national uh, storylines now, it's NFL Playoff Divisional Weekend. The Packers have a tough task going down to Dallas, uh, the number one seed in the National Football Conference. I don't know if the Packers can get it done without Jordy Nelson and a depleted secondary. I think the secondary is more of an issue for them because, uh, you know, the strength of the Dallas team is a a really good offense. And, uh, you know, the first time the teams played, uh, Dallas had the game in control uh, most of the way and, and won decisively uh you know green bay i think is going to have to hope uh, that that their offense is is still clicking and and they do have lots of weapons even when jordy went out last week you know the rest of the guys picked it up jared cook is back healthy now and that that threat at tight end has helped them a lot uh randall cobb had one of his best games last week so i mean aaron Rodgers certainly has plenty of weapons and you know that and that's kind of the key right now how well they do on offense if if they can put points on the board uh you know and and force uh Dallas into a shootout that's probably their best hope and they just have to hope that uh, you know Dak Prescott who's been a great game manager so far uh gets into a situation that he hasn't been in and it is uncomfortable in you know maybe playing from behind or something and I think that's their best hope you know, there's some other good games, though, this weekend. There is. There is. I think that the most intriguing one might be the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game. It's a fairly even matchup. Who knows what the conditions are going to be nice like. Storm in there yeah, too. you know, they've they've moved that game back to prime time on Sunday night. But who knows on an icy field uh, what, what will happen. That could be a, a very interesting game. Yeah, it'll probably be the it'll easily be the more interesting of the two AFC games. Houston and New England is the other one. Houston can be competitive in that game. I just don't see New England. Um, the Texans keeping up with the Patriots. I think New England has something to prove. I think they're a little angry for, uh, at the NFL for still uh, benching their quarterback for four games in the other NFC game, which could be competitive too. Seattle and Atlanta could be the last NFL game ever to be played in the Georgia Dome before uh, the Falcons move out into their brand new stadium as well.
you know, and, and that one actually could be an interesting game. I think the Sunday games are certainly the ones that probably have a lot more fan interest right now. But, you know, with with Seattle's defense, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can shut down the, the Atlanta offense. Atlanta's really good on offense, and uh, uh, they're having a good year. they got some really good receiver targets, so uh, it'll put some pressure on that Seattle secondary. Seattle's offense, you know, hasn't, it hasn't been that great this year, so if uh, you know if Atlanta's defense can play pretty well, it could get Atlanta uh, another game. And uh, you know Atlanta's not had a lot of uh, postseason success, so maybe this is the year that they uh, get back to the uh, Super Bowl. That'll do it for the weekend edition of After the Press here on ClintonHerald.com. Thanks for listening. For sports editor John Grammels, I'm assistant sports editor Zach James. Have a nice, safe weekend, and we'll talk to you early next week.